so funny. Uh, my name is Naomi, if we haven't met, and uh, I have the privilege of starting a new series on evangelism called Walk Across the Room. And the purpose, yeah, <laughs> and the purpose of this series is to bring light to the fact that it is really simple to share our faith. All right? And so I know in that video, uh, we saw different and various ways of sharing our faith. And I just want to make mention that was not meant to diminish or, uh, or even just, you know, sort of poke fun at, you know, the different ways of sharing our faith. It was purely meant to bring light that it is simple to share our faith and we don't have to complicate it. And that's exactly where I want us to start, is have you ever found yourself complicating something that is meant to be simple? And in my life, I do this a lot, especially when it comes to parking my car. And I would be like, ladies, but no, 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 no. This is not a woman problem. This is not a, I don't know, should I say this not a man problem? I feel like men's egos when it comes to cars, you know, anyways. <laughs> this is a me problem. I have a hard time parking my car. I don't even know how I got my license, but I got it. I, I actually, I cried. I cried, and then he was like, here you go. And I was like, thank you. Um, <laughs> I am a safe driver, but when it comes to parking, oh my goodness, my whole goal is just make it between the yellow lines, and I nailed it. I complicate parking. Are there areas in your life where you found yourself complicating something that is meant to be simple? When it comes to my faith, I have experienced this as well. Uh, growing up, I was in, grew up in a household where my parents just, they just did this all the time. They would share their faith all the time. It was just a part of our family culture, just the norm. You know, you would, they would come back from uh, work. You know, mom would be like, I was, you know, talking to a coworker and now they're coming to church. And dad would be like, yeah, I was, you know, at the grocery store and I spoke with somebody and now they're coming to church and now they met the Lord and it's just what we did. And they would drop us off at school and they would go, you know, to subway stations and be passing out New Testament Bibles, right? They just did this all the time. And, and naturally as a kid, when you're a part of a family that does this, you do it too. So I spoke with people. I told them, I'm a Christian. I go to church. You should come join me, you know, in elementary school. I just did it. And then somewhere along the way, I, in high school, early young adult years, I began to complicate something that I did so simple, you know, so simply. I began to get in my head. I started thinking, well, I'm not as good as my parents. Well, I feel like I should have a degree in apologetics, you know, I was thinking, ah, uh, you know what? Like, maybe I don't have to share my faith. Maybe it's for, you know, the evangelist, the person who's gifted. Maybe it's for my pastor, right? Um, overthinking something that I did so simply, something that was meant to be so simple. And I think we can all relate that sometimes when it comes to sharing our faith, we can sometimes find ourselves overthinking it, right? Complicating it. And so uh, for today, honestly, you guys, my whole goal is to keep things simple. We are going to just look at what it is to share our faith, how simple it is, and we're gonna break this down with five simple points. And I want us to leave this room feeling like I can share my faith. We can share our faith. You can share your faith. Good? So relax, all right? <laughs> Breathe, and we got this, and we're gonna have a good time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you, Lord, that you are good and that you are in this place. So God, in our time together, would you open our eyes to see what you see. Open our hearts, Heavenly Father, to understand how simple it is to share our faith. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. So our passage for today is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to be reading from verse 17 to 21. This means... But anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. 
The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering of our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time I heard you. On the day of salvation I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. So point number 1 coming from our text found in verse 17 is I am made new. I am made new. Verse 17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. This is an important point because this means that we are qualified to share the good news. When we accept Jesus into our hearts, right? What happens? Holy Spirit comes into our life. Holy Spirit, from that very moment, the moment you say, yes, Lord, I repent of my sins, I want you to come into my life, the Holy Spirit makes his way into your heart and immediately begins the work of transforming you. Immediately begins to make you new. He gives you the mind of Christ. He fills your heart with a love for people. He empowers you. He, um, he, he strengthens you. He equips you. He begins to change you so you become more like Christ. The moment you say yes to Jesus, you are qualified to share the good news because you are made new, because I am made new. And his spirit not only does that, but in the times where we feel overwhelmed or we feel like we are unworthy or we feel like, man, like during the process of God transforming my life, I I recognize there's a lot of brokenness here. God says, no, no, no. In that moment, you are still made new and you are qualified. You are qualified to share your faith. Is that good? Point number two. It's found in verse 18, and this is the point. I have a task from God. I have a task from God. Verse 18 says, and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. I want to take a moment to address a few misconceptions that we can have. Just like I did, we can sort of get into this headspace where we think, you know, when it comes to evangelism or sharing our faith, it really is for the evangelist. Have you thought that before? Like maybe it's just for the person who is gifted. Maybe it's for people who have spent years studying the Bible, you know, and, and maybe then that's when, that's when you can actually go ahead and fulfill this task. And Paul makes it very clear that it is the new person, the person who's given a new life, who was tasked with sharing their faith. And this task is from God. It is not suggestive. It's not Paul's like, hey, maybe, maybe you could do this, you know? No, 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 no. 
It's God saying, I want you to do this. I have a task from God. And when we think of the word task, we think of the word responsibility. Responsibility is only given to people who are trusted. God trusts us with this task. We have a task from God, and he has entrusted us with sharing our faith, with bringing the good news to the world. When we are made new, at that very moment of salvation, God has entrusted us to share the good news. I have a task from God. Number three, I have a wonderful message. I have a wonderful message. Verse 19 says, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. When I look at this passage, I immediately go to the word reconciliation. And I think, this seems complicated. This seems a little challenging. And you know, the word reconciliation means um, to repair broken relationships, right? That is a hard task. That's a hard work. To take something that is broken and to fix it. And if we can just remember that Christ took care of this, that at the cross, Christ took care of, repair, of being, making a way so that anybody who's broken can have a way to God, right? Christ took care of repairing the world back to him. God has taken the place of reconciling the world to himself. Our job is not to convert people or fix people. Our job is to simply share this good news, that God made a way for people. That God is the way. That when you're in darkness and you want to find a way to light, Jesus is the way. That is our message. When you're broken and you need healing, Jesus is the way. That is our wonderful message. That is all we have to bring to the world. A wonderful message. The gospel. The good news. A message of hope. A message of peace. Right? We have a wonderful message. That is our task, to bring this good news to the world. I am new. I have a task from God. I have a wonderful message. Number four, I'm an ambassador of Christ. I'm an ambassador of Christ. This is found in verse 20. It says, we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. I am an ambassador of Christ. Let's break down ambassador. When we think of the word ambassador, we think of somebody who is in the political sphere, right? That's a common word used, a political ambassador. Someone who, wherever they go, they represent their nation. And if you are active on social media, there are brand ambassadors, right? Someone who represents their brand. An ambassador is somebody who takes on a new identity. 
When they go out into the world, what do they do? They are no longer, you know, so-and-so. They now become a representative of that nation everywhere they go. In Canada, we have multiple ambassadors, people representing different nations, and we know them as representatives of that nation. An ambassador is somebody who was what? Given a mission, entrusted to do a work, right? When they show up in public spaces, they know exactly where they're there. They know exactly what they're doing it for, right? They have a message, they have a mission, and they're entrusted with that work. We, similar to political ambassadors, similar to brand ambassadors, are Christ's ambassadors. God has entrusted us to represent his kingdom here on earth. We are Christ's ambassadors. We take on a new identity. We are entrusted with a mission to bring the good news to the world. Good? And the other part I want to mention about ambassadors is typically ambassadors are, they're, because they're entrusted, they have high-ranking positions. And if we can just take this and think, how good is God? That he would give us something so important that is so high-ranking in his kingdom, and that he would entrust us, people who were broken, and he made a way for us to be made new, and that he would give us something so important and see us as his ambassadors here on earth. And so that is our focus. There, it's an equal playing field. There is no better title than this. There is no lesser title. And to help you understand this, I will use my life, because the Lord has humbled me many times. And, uh, and I think you're going to find a lot of joy in this. So when, <laughs> when I became a pastor, I was like, this is awesome. Like, people are basically going to follow me to church. Like, I'm like, I'm a pastor, and they're like, oh my gosh, where do you fellowship? I want to go. They're like, I'm a pastor. They're like, oh my gosh, I've been looking for Jesus. And immediately, they'll find the Lord. So I had this weird misconception of, like, the world is just, like, because I'm a pastor, like, evangelism is just going to be so, so easy. Well... God has a sense of humor. 50% of the time, when I tell people I'm a pastor, I get this response. What is that? I'm like, uh, now, okay, have you ever thought of this? Like, how do you describe a pastor? Like, I actually don't know how to describe my job to non-believers. So I was like, well, like, you know, Jesus, shepherd. Oh, you work with sheep? No, I work with people. No, I work, oh, you work with sheep? People who were who dressed like sheep? No, no, I, I'm a spiritual guide. Oh, like a monk? No, I'm not a monk. No, I'm not a monk. Oh, oh, like a life coach? No, I'm not. I'm not. How do you describe pastoring to people? I'm an ambassador of Jesus. I'm an ambassador of Jesus. There's no higher title, lesser title. Every single one of us is seen as high-ranking officers in the kingdom of God, right? <laughs> And we are entrusted with a message to bring the good news to the world. And point number five is I can share my faith now. I can share my faith now. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse one to two says, as God's partners, as God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. 
Indeed, the right time is now, today is the day of salvation. And I want to mention to you that one word or that one point, ignore it. Is that sometimes, I don't think a lot of us intentionally ignore the task of sharing our faith. I think we just get overwhelmed. And then unconsciously, it just becomes something that's put on the back burner. Right? Life gets hard. Life gets busy. And you're like, I don't know how to fit this in. I don't know how to make this work. Things get overwhelming. I'm not good enough. You feel unworthy, right? You feel like, man, I'm broken or things are messy right now. I just finished yelling at my spouse and yelling at my children. And I just gave somebody the stank eye. Like, and now I'm supposed to like, you know, share my faith. But then we go, well, not now. Church, we have the Holy Spirit in those moments to fill that gap. We have God's spirit in us in that moment to strengthen us, in that moment to calm us, in that moment to give us peace, in that moment to give us hope. In the times when we feel unworthy, we have God's spirit to remind us of who we are in God. We have God's spirit to affirm us when we feel unworthy, to remind us that in this moment, you can share your faith. In this moment, you are an ambassador of Christ. And because of that, at any given moment, I can share my faith now. I can share my faith today. At any given moment, anywhere I go, everywhere when I step out into the world, digital spaces, Instagram, social media, right? Twitter, Facebook, you represent Christ. You can share your faith. Grocery stores, parks, schools, workplaces, family members, you represent Christ. You are an ambassador of Christ. I am an ambassador of Christ. I can share my faith now. I am qualified, I am entrusted, and I have a wonderful message. I can share my faith today. I can share my faith now. One of my favorite examples of... Um, somebody sharing their faith and understanding all of this. And there are many examples in the Bible, just so you know. A lot of people who are unnamed, they meet Jesus, receive the good news, and they run with it. One of my favorite people uh, who does this so well is found in John 4, chapter 27 to 30, and it's a Samaritan woman. She's not given a name, but we know that she's Samaritan. We know a little bit about her. She's broken, has had multiple divorces, you know, uh, her socioeconomic status is pretty bad. She doesn't get much respect from people. And she meets Jesus at the well. And he brings the good news to her. While she's carrying water, he brings the good news to her. And immediately, she runs with the message. Immediately, she drops everything. And now, she runs with the message. John 4, chapter 27 says, Just then the disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman. But none of them had the nerve to ask, What do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? The woman left her jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, Come back and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Her message is simple. 
Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came. She received a good message. Immediately she received Holy Spirit. Immediately she took her task and brought the good news to people. And she did it then and now. And so can we. We can do this. I can share my faith today. You can share your faith today. We can share our faith today. And we are called to do this. We are qualified to do this. We are entrusted to do this. We are given a wonderful message. We are ambassadors of Christ. I am an ambassador of Christ. Amen? We can do this. You can do this. You can share your faith now. Amen. So good. Perfect. Well, I would like to take a moment and just pray for us. I want to pray for two groups of people. The first group is if you're in this place and you're thinking, man, I, I hear this word, but I just need a little bit more courage. You know, I need just some Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit to fill me, not some Holy Spirit, all of Holy Spirit to fill me. I would love to pray for you. So if you can put your hand on your heart. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, God, that you are faithful. We thank you that we have Jesus as our example of how to do this and how to do this well. We thank you that we have your Holy Spirit to give us courage, to make us bold, to help us execute the task at hand. And God, in this moment, you see the hearts of those who are going, I don't know if I can. And I ask God that you would fill them with your spirit. God, fill them with your spirit. Encourage them. Lord, when they walk out of here, bring to memory that they are qualified, that you trust them, that they have a wonderful message, and that they are your ambassadors. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then I wanted to pray for those of us today who want to receive Christ in our hearts. Maybe you're hearing this and you're like, the message is wonderful and the message is for me. Yes. The gospel is for you. And this good news is that God loves you. God wants a relationship with you and God wants to repair your life. And so if you're in this place and you need Jesus in your life, all you have to do is repent of your sins and acknowledge that he is Lord over your life. And immediately his spirit will fill your life. Shall we pray? So if that's you, you can put your hand up or on your heart and I'll pray for you. Heavenly Father, you see my brothers and sisters who in this moment are going, I, I want Jesus. God, this is a big deal. Lord, you say that the moment we say, I want Jesus, that we become your ambassadors. The moment we say that I want Jesus, that you fill us with your spirit and you begin to do a transforming work in our lives. And God, I ask that you just be with them, Heavenly Father. And God, thank you for the decision that they've made today to receive the good news. We thank you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. We can do this. We can share our faith today. Good? Awesome. So, <laughs> so tonight we do have First Sunday. 
and it's going to be a great time of worship and prayer. And uh, if you can join us, please do. It'll be at 6 p.m., 6 to 7.30. But if you can't make it, we also will be streaming it online. So hop on online, YouTube or Facebook, and you'll be able to join us there as well as it is not too late to register for the marriage seminar. It's not just the married couples. If you're single, I advise you to go. If, you want, if one day you want to get married, uh, it's a great place to start. So that'll be happening at the What's Next table. There are great couples that are ready and available to help you out. All right. Enjoy your Sunday, everybody.